I'm your host, David Cameo, and we are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes beyond the Walking Dead universe. And today we have for you our top seven favorite moments on Fear the Walking Dead, representing the first seven seasons prior to the season premiere of Fear the Walking Dead season eight, its final season. We intended to actually release this way before, or at least in the middle of the eighth season. We had recorded it on May 2nd, 2023, a month before the camp, and I think it was a month before the season premiere of season eight, but we never really got around to it. Fear of the Walking Dead season eight started. We moved on to the the Walking Dead Dead City, as well as the Walking Dead Daryl Dixon. And from then on, it was kind of back and forth for several months on end. And I think it was sort of serendipitous anyway, having finished covering Fear of the Walking Dead and having that in our hearts. I think coming back to Fear of the Walking Dead several months later and discussing our favorite moments made things a little bit lighter. It allowed us to retread ground, not only our love of Fear of the Walking Dead, but our love on Squawking Dead when we covered Fear the Walking Dead, the memories that we had covering that. In any case, if you have a list of your own seven favorite moments, you can obviously share them in the comments on on our YouTube channel, on our social media, or you can level up and leave us a rating at ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead. You can give us moments, episodes, whatever you feel like giving us. Just remember to give us whatever you've got, whatever podcast rating you have at the end of every episode, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Podchase, a rating on Spotify, which really helps. Anything you've got, we'll take it. And without further ado, here are our best moments, according to us, on Fear the Walking Dead. Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes beyond the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. I'm your host, Dave Cameo, <laughs> where I'm joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Bird, Charity, aka Blazy Gardner, and Bridget, KO-Shifi.com slash Punky Brewster. That's P O N K Y B R U I S E T E R. So we're doing the Squawking Seven top favorite fear moments. Your favorite moment, what part do you like to watch over and over again? What made you stand up and cheer on Fear the Walking Dead? <laughs> Along with our own, but mostly ours. <laughs> My list is going to be so controversial. <laughs> You know what? You could be here and be part of this recording right now and be putting your answers in the comments with us that we could read out right now if you were here. And it's so easy to do. Dave, how do they do that? You do that by heading over to either ko-fi.com slash squawking dead or (laughs) patreon.com. Damn, I got very violent there. Or patreon.com slash squawking dead. You don't have to buy us coffee or join a membership tier. Just follow for free because... That's where we post our recording schedules. We don't post them on social media for a reason. Lollygaggers coming in and disrupting our podcast recordings. Instead, we have no one. Just the way someone we be here like interrupting it. us. I mean, I'm sure most of you know mine are going to be pretty John and June heavy. <laughs> I, I do have some other ones to do, do, but it, it was hard. It was hard. But I am going to start since this is Dave's first time with us. I'm going to start with Dave. And Welcome, his number seven. Dave. This is the part where I make something completely up. He doesn't have a <laughs> you list. You can prepare a list. He doesn't I, I, have one. I didn't have a list. Dave's like, I want to join you guys, but I'm not going to prepare in no, any way, no. shape, or form. <laughs> He's the peanut gallery. You know what? So let me, let me okay, make it Sophia. official. So to be fair with all of you, I did not make up a list, but I will randomly select an episode that made me stand up and cheer during our discussions, uh, as well as try to lend color commentary. And one that stood out to me 
I geeked out a little bit when Morgan suggested to John and Alicia, mostly Alicia, that they might go to Alexandria on season four, episode mm-hmm. seven, nine, 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 four, nine. Mm-hmm. So four, nine. Because after that was um, close your eyes, right? Four, ten. Yes. When that happened, I was like, what? It could happen? What? Even though they said it wouldn't? Oh. And so <laughs> I thought I thought that was a pretty cool moment. And obviously, I want to mix that with Close Your Eyes because that's a cheap way out of um, get, making it a little harder for me later on when you call out my number six. But Close Your Eyes <laughs> was a phenomenal episode. I can never mm-hmm. rave about it enough. Bottle episode. And I can get behind people who say it's a little hokey, but... There was so much really, really good symbolism, and it was about a struggle of trying to find the value of life, and I really dug it. It was a really good episode between Charlie and Alicia. Okay, let me consult my list, because I did prepare myself for this. So, I mean, I didn't pick, like, a whole episode. My number seven moment. I don't even know. Wow. So much shade. Look at, look at shot a up in here <laughs> that's how much shade is being thrown right now get the umbrella out so much shade going on it's like the yeah. light is getting dimmer um, I, <laughs> I missed you dave <laughs> i missed me too <laughs> i don't even know if i have like a great explanation for this i just remember how i felt when this happened, when Strand called himself Morgan, he introduced himself to Howard as Morgan Jones. And I just was like, oh. right, it was season six, like episode that. 16. Yes, the six, season 16. finale. Mm-hmm. Six, 16. Okay. Was it the finale? I couldn't remember right if it was the, the finale yeah. or the one before yeah. it. And then like five minutes later, he's like, oh, I'm Victor Strand. <laughs> and I was like, well, that lasted a long time. <laughs> and that, that horse voice, I'm Victor Strand. <laughs> right. He, was he, Morgan can, for all he of like can never 10 decline himself. He's too fabulous <laughs> no, to no. say that he's anybody but Victor Strand. Mm. It said a lot about him in that moment, though, too, didn't it? <laughs> I, I think it did. I think he did. didn't want to be him anymore. It's also on my list. And it's not on my list, but this is a good one. <laughs> the laugh alone. <laughs> yes. My number seven, I'm sure, ranked much lower on mine than you ladies. Mm-hmm. June killing Jenny. <laughs> that's on that's my list good, somewhere yeah i figured one. i figured did, it's oh, did it. show up on your list <laughs> yeah Ginny was the worst so it was pretty great it just was satisfying i just hated her so much i was like oh thank god someone finally killed her <laughs> finally <laughs> i'm so happy all the time that covid caused the split of season six where it did right because i feel like i would have had a very difficult time caring so much about the show if I had to wait six months after watching John die until I got the justice. So I'm so glad that the season got messed up in the sense that it ended on seven. We didn't have to wait between John dying and June killing Jenny. It happened with the next episode. It was very cathartic for me. I'll get to that. It's not as high on my list as most of you would probably assume. Well, I knew Sharon Day had all the all the June moments covered, so honestly, June, June didn't even show up on my list. I knew you had, you got you got them covered. Controversial list, indeed. Okay, I told you. I told you. This, people people are going to take issue with my list. My list is like yours when we did the favorite Walking Dead episodes, and yours were all Carol and Daryl. So this is so another our, moment. Mine are going to be June and John. I do have yeah. a couple that are not June and John. I have ones going to surprise everybody. To and be Dr. honest, Dr. Stephen so. Edwards is on my list because he wanted to kill. Carol. 
you know, right? <laughs> so that was the only reason why he was on your list. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it's the only reason oh, yeah. he'd be on anybody's list. It's the only thing he was known for. <laughs> right. Well, on that note of June killing Jenny, I agree and love that moment only because it was so shocking. Mm-hmm. That pop, I didn't see it coming really because you know June is June, and I didn't think she would go that far. But I didn't like it because a we got to say we had to say goodbye to Ginny, and I happened to like even though she was annoying, like seeing her on screen. I like Colby Minifee. You so like I, Colby? Well, so like, <laughs> isn't that why we were all like, oh, but Ginny's not too bad. Like, I'll right. give her. I'll give so <laughs> Colby's great. She really, I feel like chewed the scenery. A lot of the time as Jenny. She was amazing. Yeah. She plays villain very well. God, I was so over Jenny. I was like, come on, man. We got to move past. We got this story's got to keep going. Okay. Like, let's, let's go. I grew up on Buffy. Okay. One big bad a season. So (laughs) let's move on. There can only be one ginger. Anyway. My number seven is the wrestling sequence in 705 Ooh, till death because right. it is so much nice. fun. Wait, which number I is this for it. you? That's seven. my number seven. This is that's my number six. <laughs> I'm not a wrestling person or anything like so that wasn't why I liked it, but it was funny and it was cute. And I love the music that they chose to go behind it. Christine jumping through the ropes and spinning around and stabbing the walker. It was awesome i know a lot of people complained about season seven overall us but seven the first half was not so bad and 705 was was one i really enjoyed if you saw the unedited episode you could catch some of those complaints (laughs) (laughs) we had a few comments can i segue into mine now since it's the same i didn't grow up on wrestling like my husband did like my husband watched wrestling from the time he was like a little little boy i'm talking like old wrestling hacksaw jim duggan and stuff like that i got into wrestling in the late 90s so at the like pinnacle just beautiful part of just (laughs) bad bad wrestling and like just so cheesy storylines but so awesome the attitude era wrestling bad acting right yeah the attitude era for some reason i got back into it in my 20s and even now still travis and i watch wrestling on occasion now he's a, a really big wrestling fan so we watch old wrestling matches and color commentary on old wrestling matches that's what we watch a lot of there's a lot of great youtube channels for that so we watch a lot of that we don't watch so much anymore but having them do that in a walking dead property just i just i loved it okay i loved z nation for it's over the top <laughs> cheesiness and i remember going on reddit after this episode aired because i was just starting to like dip my toes into the world of being involved in the online community i think i met you during the break in between season seven that sounds right pandemic in february wasn't it yeah that's the first meet i went on reddit and people were like god this is like the giant cheese thing in z nation like this is so stupid and oh i just gosh. remember being like this is awesome <laughs> and if, the, if it was this all the time i like would not be mad i loved that aisha tyler was in that episode too and she's great she directed that one correct yeah yeah i did like the scenes with uh, she directed Dwight a and lot she of episodes bar. she did yeah episodes. she's well she's a huge yeah. fan of the show and the franchise which i love she also directed jd which is the one where june meets senior and Sherry yeah. falls off, almost falls off the horse. Is that the same one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which we still have a gif of. Uh, when what's June reads John's letter yeah, and everybody a cries a lot. <laughs> Which is a great episode. Ugh. 
I will say, though. But we prefer to focus on Christine falling off the horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no emotional. Mm. That was the one where all the walkers were were callbacks to other yes. parts of the, the June Jews. Walker. And yeah. June, well, and mostly a lot of June Walkers. Yeah, all the different Junes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just sorry. wanted to say, we covered at the time, and I, I had said at the time that eh, I could take the or leave the wrestling. I think the world is better having it. And I think I, I like that people appreciate it. It just wasn't for me. I didn't dislike it even. It was like, Shut eh. up, Dave. It's ambivalent. <laughs> I like it. I like it when they do different things that appeal to different I people. Too. I mean, I yeah. understand that it doesn't land with everybody. I watched wrestling with my dad when I was a little kid. Wrestling was a big deal in my household, too. So I liked it. I did, it. too. I, I liked wrestling and with my friends. And they did a great job executing it. My classmates, we used to draw each, other, uh, each other's as wrestlers and our teachers. And we'd fight against them on paper. <laughs> This is how, like, into wrestling we used oh to be. But, like, I don't know. I grew up. It's kind of like how um everybody hated the TV sequences, Channel 9. Five? No, Channel 4, four? excuse me. Channel 4. Channel 4. Channel 4, which was season 509. Everybody hated that, and I didn't. I thought it was fun. Like, do something different. I agree. I agree. Of course, I that's say why that, I like, but that's I, hated, why I'm okay with I hated it in dreams. So... <laughs> Did you hate it or you just didn't care for it? No, uh, I actively hated it. Okay. Yeah. It's always feast or famine with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go through my brain and I'm going to choose a moment. You know, I, I'm sure David's he's brain like a roller He's going to edit all this out so that he looks like so smooth. You mother <laughs> <laughs> Just the cuts are going to be great for this one. Okay. While he's doing it, I'm going to be doing this. And then people are going to be like, why is she giving Why is she thing? so mean to him? Because that's all that'll be left. <laughs> it's like just middle fingers to Dave. Okay, so I am going to choose the introduction of Alex from the early seasons. I think it was season two, because season one was like nothing episodes, right? On the boat. Why I liked it so much. A, I liked the character a lot. And I saw so much potential. Much like the way most people see Tobias, I saw way more potential in Alex. You don't, you're thinking to yourself, who is Alex, right? Is it the Rachel, girl you have that face. on the raft? On the raft. That's right. So this is the cosmonaut that Strand is talking to. That's why I liked it, Bridget, okay. because it was an extension of Flight 462. 462, I think that's the name of it. Right. Yeah, the webisodes. The webisodes that they were like going really hard on the first two seasons, I think it was. And I liked the character. She was like kind of the her- heroine of those episodes and having her come on to fear proper was pretty cool. But sadly, <laughs> she swore her revenge and never show- showed up again. <laughs> I still have hope for season eight. I don't. They're going to pull a Morales. <laughs> She'll show up for one second, get her face bitten <laughs> off or something. Aww. And you'll be like, oh, I'd cool. Be okay Thanks, that. guys. I think yeah. she would be too. She's like, I did it, guys. I'm going to go home now. Got my paycheck. <laughs> Got that pay. <laughs> I satisfied Dave. That's that's all that matters. That sounded really weird. That sounded bad. Um, I'm okay with let's it. Let's keep along. going. Let's move along. My number six is when Dwight finds Sherry. Oh. Even though Dwighty boy started out as such an and we all hated him and he did horrible, terrible things. I think his character has a really, really nice redemption arc. And man, I just remember the emotions I was feeling when we heard Sherry's voice over the radio and he recognized her voice and we all recognized, I mean, we all knew who it was. And I was just like, <laughs> literally had the vapors. And then he went out in the, in the alleyway and I'm just like, <laughs> whenever I'm watching the show, like any scenes, I always imagine like, what if it were me? What if it were real? What if, what if, right? To 
finally find that person after searching for so long. I mean, he literally chased her across the flipping country. I mean, it just so happens that they're going to show up in the, but no, but you know, it is, it's a show. We're going to believe, we're going to believe it because we believe in happy endings. That really was a sweet moment, even though I was too upset because that was the episode right after that was, six, was Alaska, wasn't it? So that was six, four, I six, think. Uh, no, six, four was the so key. six, three. So it was six. Okay. Three. Then it was six, it three. Was six, three. Then it was yeah. six, three. I love that whole episode because of the, the dynamic with Dwight and, um, Al, Althea. Right? Al and yeah. Al. Yeah. I mean, Al. also where we got, I got our first hint of Teddy because we had the embalmed Walker that spit mm-hmm. the cotton out in Al's face when she attacked her. That was so gross. Right. right. It, was, mm-hmm. it was sewn up and then it mm-hmm. sewn right. up in her face and she popped her face. <sighs> the one reaction that we all sort of had across the board, even Sharon D at the time, even though she was on the show, was like, why, why, why are we, we shouldn't be crying. Why are we crying? Because <laughs> we're like, should we be crying? It was like, yeah, let's just lean into it because yeah. of yeah. Dwight and his history. But we couldn't help ourselves. That's what makes it a great moment it, i had very mixed emotions but yeah overall i was happy we we're trying to not but we couldn't not mm-hmm. one of the things that pushed me into watching the walking dead finally was i asked one of my friends because dwight had come back and i was like was dwight a good guy or a bad guy on the walking <laughs> dead because i still hadn't watched it and she was like well and i was like okay i guess i need to watch this show <laughs> and find out what the hell's going on so thank you dwight you're the reason I started watching the main show for the most part. There we go. There's another yeah. reason to like Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I I mean, he's going to show up later in my in my list. My number six is the airplane sequence when they take off in 508. Is anybody out there? And I like it because it involves everybody. You've got Alicia and Strand in the cockpit. Morgan and Grace getting on the airplane. John and Dwight catching up to the airplane. Annie and all the kids on the airplane. And then while that part is going on, you've also got Sarah and Wendell and Daniel setting up the runway where they're going to land. And I just love that whole sequence. I love when everybody's in it and we get a little bit of everybody. So the part where the plane takes off, which is exciting because you're wondering if John and Dwight are going to make it back in time, which of course they are. Of course you know they are. But then while they're on the plane, you have Grace breaking Morgan's stick and throwing the end of it off the plane. (laughs) And all the kids being comforted. And then you got John and June's proposal, which of course I love. But then you also have Alicia and Strand. Strand telling Alicia, right? Well, no, he says your mother'd be proud of you. Or she'd be proud of you. And Alicia said, she's not the only one. Or I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. So even though I don't really love Alicia and Strand, I, I was, you know, I felt that. That was sweet. And then when they land, you get the exciting landing where they're not sure if they're going to make it because Chill has to go over and plug the thing oh back in, gosh. and which also so was foreshadowed, guys. That was foreshadowed in the first episode of season five when Alicia trips over the wire. They have all the wires strung up when the plane crashes, and it's to trip the walkers that are coming so she can kill them, and then she trips over them. That was foreshadowed in the beginning of the season. Somebody was going to trip over wire and and knock the lights out. Mm. But anyway, then after they land, you get everybody meeting up again. You get Alicia and and Daniel reunited. And it's so sweet and so cute. Number five. Number five. Let's just say this. What is the line from Morgan at the end of the Fear the Walking Dead season six premiere? Morgan Jones is dead. And you were dealing with somebody else now. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you why. It's not die. even as much. <laughs> it's my, it's not even as much the line. It's all the faces of Colby Minifee. As that whole scene unfolds, she goes from so many different faces, like confident, laughing to herself, and all of a sudden realizing <sighs> the horror and what she mm-hmm. might have possibly wrought. And when then she finds Emile's head. The Morgan's line is almost like the icing on the cake at that point because of Colby. It's meant mm. to be the thing, but Morgan Jones is dead. You're dealing with somebody else now. Except she wasn't really. It's the same old Morgan. So much problems. It was Morgan. It was still him. Okay, so my number five. You'll be surprised that this is so high on my list. Low on my... I don't know. Just low? Take it, however, take it however you want to. Okay, I'm realizing a lot of my picks are like how I reacted to them emotionally, right? Like how they made me feel. I went through the Rolodex of my brain and I picked out moments that I reacted the most to. Madison's death. <laughs> <laughs> season four episode eight yeah i remember being so happy. happy i was so excited i was so happy that she was finally gone and i didn't have to deal with this character anymore wow. i was just elated so this is where the controversy comes in is this what this is it mostly oh, <laughs> oh it keeps going and, all right Okay, you know those memes with the with the chick who's like doing all the calculations and everything? Like that's me watching this episode, right? And I'm like, okay, even though we didn't see her body, like there's no way she got out for weeks Can afterwards. We sure? I'm like, no. I'm like, I I really want to see her dead body just so I have this confirmation. But at the same time, I kept replaying that scene and watching it over and over again in my head. And I'm like, there's no way she got out. There's no way she survives. She's got to be dead. And I was just, I was so happy. <laughs> I feel like we need to make a disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) It feels that way. (laughs) No, I I know that. I know that. But I (sighs) can't even put into words how much I despise Madison as a character. The way I came into the show and watched it, I didn't really have any kind of attachment to Madison because I started with Laura and then watched through the rest of season four and then went back and watched the beginning and watched it there. I didn't really have any feeling except... I recognized her as Cassidy from Lost, and that was Sawyer's ex-girlfriend who played the long con on him. And so well, I that'll taint your opinion. Hated her. <laughs> I, I would just want to go on record by saying I was pretty sad about Madison leaving the show. The way that she went off the show became so similar to Rachel, you fearing her coming back. My brain kept on thinking of ways she could come back and it became a running joke throughout season five, basically. What if this was Madison? What if that was Madison? Everyone became Madison for yeah, a while. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone was Madison. Is the Scooby-Doo moment. What if the moment? CRM was Madison? Right. Mm-hmm. The Scooby-Doo what moment if the where CRM like, pilot is Madison? <laughs> what if Raleigh is Madison? It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, that would make so much sense. She's so what bitter. if Teddy is Madison? I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids. But like in John Glover's voice. I can see that though, can't you? Mother. (laughs) What if Madison is mother? mother? (laughs) (laughs) That was Madison's body in the... (laughs) Oh, guys, awkward. There's my dead body. Confirmation. I'm happy. (laughs) 
My number five is the damn explosion. So season three, episode sixteen. The yeah. damn explosion. You're no Will Livingston. <laughs> damn explosion. <laughs> oh, it's called Sleigh Ride. That had a lot of cool moments too. Um, so the actual about, damn we're exploding about moments, Dave. We're not talking about episodes. <laughs> so yeah, the <laughs> actual for, damn explosion. <laughs> well, you're not getting the message, Dave. It's moments. <laughs> you're moments. talking about episodes. It's moment I'm sorry guys i'm sorry yeah. i can't help it i love the show it's like a cut in your episodes it's all in program and to then, do and before that when daniel comes onto the catwalk he's holding his face together yeah i mean that is pretty funny. am i wrong yeah. no not at all this isn't on my list but honorable mention when they do that scene in it's in season six where oh he pulls where the thing he pulls out. the Oh, yeah. the little like uh, oh, denture yeah. piece out right. we talked about this at some point in these lists because i said the fact that i i really liked it because it showed that there was continuity that they had paid attention to the source material there was another thing because i noticed a parallel that was really cool i don't remember what episode it was in the first three seasons but it was an episode where strand walks up to a car and he pulls the car cover off and he's like my style and my color but then in season five when they're trying to put the airplane together and he pulls the cover off the airplane and he's like not my color or my style just the same way he did the <laughs> other one it was a cool little callback wow. I, I didn't even notice, notice that yeah i love yeah. that wow the damn explosion was i mean it was just a really pivotal moment in that storyline where what was gonna happen how were they gonna manage this dam because like everyone <laughs> in mexico wanted to get it like what was the proctors like who are these guys where did they come from how are we gonna collect and figure out this storyline because this doesn't really make all that much sense but it was like we'll just throw them all in the water like, yeah it was like a pinnacle <laughs> moment it was the denouement no it wasn't it was the climax <laughs> Denouement. Denouement? Yeah. Yeah, Dave. Is so French much? <laughs> remember, you, said, you don't even remember half the things you say. Is this one of them? This is why. This will be one of them tomorrow. Yeah, you're yeah. going to clip and I'm going to read it because it shows up as text on the screen. So before I even play the clip, I see the text on the screen and I'm like, I wonder who said French much. <laughs> no, I, no, right. Oh, it was me. Oh. It was you. It was you. As man. I did it today Reading when transcript. I looked at it and said, and it said, poor Sam, poor Sam, more like poor me because I had to watch that haircut. <laughs> I was like, I read it and I was like, who said that? That's hilarious. <laughs> she gave her a ring. <laughs> Much shape. <laughs> Jed's best moments. Damn. <laughs> damn. French every time, every time you say the damn explosion, it makes me want to laugh. <laughs> right, because she keeps saying it. <laughs> Damn explosion. Damn explosion. It's a moment, Dave. It's it's the damn explosion. So it's the damn explosion. The damn explosion. 
plot twist. I'm actually explosion. talking about the episode where Alicia goes, what? Because they were blowing stuff up. That's the explosion I'm talking about. So it been, that would have been damn explosion. Oh my gosh. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. <sighs> Moving on. My number five is in 408 <laughs> when Morgan and June are trapped in the stadium and Alicia has the confrontation with Al and she Al tells her that she would have punched her in the cooch. <laughs> It's the most random line ever. That's not my favorite part. I'm just bringing this part up. But okay, like the okay. first time I realized I you that were was saying that you that's my favorite moment when she said she was gonna punch her in the cooch. Punch her in the cooch. That's called a sushi chop. <laughs> Keep that in mind. And les poissons, Dave. French much. Le, le, le poisson. <laughs> French much, charity. <laughs> I must move on or I will start singing for Little Mermaid so let's go on okay. um, I don't even know anymore so when, when Alicia she's watched that she's listened to the uh, tape the Amina tape uh. and she goes storming in and she's going to kill June and Morgan steps in front of June, and he says, I stepped aside for your brother. I will not step aside for you. Mm. I just love it. And yes, it's a Morgan moment, y'all. I do. I did like Morgan shook in the first I'm couple shook. of seasons. And I love that what he's saying is, I let Nick kill Ennis, and that ended up killing Nick. And I'm not going to let you do this, because it's the cycle. You kill June, and then, and then John's going to come after you. know, John may be dying, but he's going to come after you, or somebody's going to come after you, and it just keeps going on and on. And after Nick killed Ennis, he wasn't happy with himself. Like He didn't feel better for doing it. And he doesn't want Alicia to go through the same pain and suffering that Nick was going through after he killed Ennis. Killing June wasn't going to bring madison back especially since june didn't have anything to do with it in the first place but it wasn't going to bring her mother back it wasn't going to make her feel better it was just going to make her more bitter and angrier and she had more potential than that and it's not because it's june i just anybody i would have loved it it's because i love that line and how he delivered it and what it meant and all like the tendrils like like you said with the brother it even has tendrils back to walking dead mm -hmm. because there was a moment on the walking dead where morgan looks at rick we got to kill them before they kill us and he's kind of like, what? And Tara's kind of looking at Morgan going, was he always like this sort of? It's like, is this, didn't the governor kind of just do that before? Didn't he say that? Well, when they were in the barn with Jared. Well, that too. Yeah. yeah. That just piles on too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So having it come back to fear and him taking that lesson saying, we can't just keep, it has to stop with us. Right. Well, he says that to Charlie too, because Alicia and Lucy and Strand have attacked the vultures and Alicia's, or they're going to kill, you know, that they catch Charlie, they're going to kill her because they blame her for Madison. So he grabs Charlie and while they're in the, in the van, in the van, <laughs> Charlie's like, why did you save me? And he's like, because it has to stop somewhere. We can't just keep going round and round and round and round. So I did like Morgan up until I mean, it was it was season six. Was it season six? I thought it was like season B. five. Six, she didn't six, like the somebody else one. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though he was the same it person, was, she stopped was, liking him when he yelled. It at was June. when he. It was when he let Dakota wander around the f 
complex free after she just murdered John in cold blood. You know what that reminds me of? This is a perfect segue, by the way, because I'm going to go into this. She's right? a I'm, child. Am I next? Sure, you're next. I, I, and this is number four? You're number four. Yeah. Okay, so my number four actually happens to be, and I actually did think of this one as, and I didn't know exactly where to put it, but this is as good a place as any, and that's that moment when Morgan has Ginny over that rock outside Eden, which we, we know is Eden, right? And everybody's looking at him because he's supposed to have the answer and he's supposed to be the one to do this. And just beforehand, Ginny and he, as Ginny's like, you know, she's in pain and she was just shot and he's holding around with like a, it was like a, a potato sack is like as a turn, like a gurney sort of thing for her arm. And she's saying all throughout that scene leading up to that, she's saying, we're this, we're the same Morgan. We keep thinking that we're not, but we're the same going back to that moment with Naomi slash Laura slash June Morgan, stopping Alicia from killing Naomi. So you go back to this and it's kind of like where he yells out and it actually kind of made me, my heart skip a beat. And he says, what the hell are we doing out here? And all the, all the flashbacks, the black mm. and white flashbacks of John. And, and that was just such a, a moment where like you think it might happen and everybody expects it from him and he has to be the one to say it has to stop with me it has to stop with me it was just a powerful powerful moment that made me stop whatever you think after that moment whatever happens after that in that moment as i was watching it week to week that was a pretty powerful moment i gotta say colby's performance in that moment for you it was morgan that brought up the emotions for me it, it was, was both it was colby like it, it's colby like oh my god colby the the to the, she was, to the, was just like, do it do it oh my god oh and that crying <sighs> and the yelling cry sort of thing huh mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. them going off of each other and feeding off their kinetic energy mm. it was just explosive in anybody else's hands i feel like jenny could have been a very cartoonish villain you said yes she does chew the scenery a bit but she's still a very powerful powerful villain just like perhaps in the hands of a different actor nothing against you tanya pinkins but martha would have been a more solid villain for people because i know a lot of people didn't like her they thought she was a ridiculous villain and maybe it was the acting i don't maybe it was the casting it was the writing um, i think, it was I think writing people didn't understand what she represented too yeah she was just walking but again with a, with a different actor it could have it could have come been a put across better with a different yeah. actor you know i mean you know you never know but. that's one where they really buried the lead they give her backstory like at the end yeah i get you're going for like the shock value of this is why she is the way that she is but you should have led with this because it makes yeah. her a more believable villain she seemed so over the top so like well, malicious for no reason then. like right. why do you care about these random people like wait you're chasing people you don't even know because they're trying to help people i don't know and i did i hate help, we, but for no yeah. reason <laughs> like, if, if i didn't get help then nobody else should but it's like I you don't know, yeah. know that That's, until you but get, we didn't know that yeah right, you, right, they buried right. the lead on it wasn't a revelation that they thought it was going to be like oh <laughs> like you're like oh cool i wish you had said that at the beginning because then maybe yeah. i would have hated her so much thanks right we, we find out and then we're like oh okay oh. <laughs> i still don't feel stupid <laughs> like i don't feel sorry for her now because she sucked so bad you know in the rear right. view though i i actually this is one of those things that as much as we rail on fear the walking dead for even season six and seven about how the story arc doesn't hold so much that part didn't hold as much in season four but in the rear view 
when you kind of get to see everything from a distance, I appreciate it a little bit more over time. Honestly, the Martha arc. Well, that's because you have the whole picture. Once you have the whole picture, she's a much more believable villain. You kind of get where she's coming from. It becomes more of like a Thanos thing. Like an archetype-ish I get why he doesn't, why he wants to destroy half of everybody. And it's like to really save everyone. You don't see that until after. So like, yeah, sure. Great. On a second or third watch. But there are people who are like never going to watch that again because they were like, that was ass. (laughs) <laughs> no, thank yeah, you. 100%. I'm a boob man. We even said it at the time, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boys. Have you seen <laughs> oh, I haven't said that in so long. <laughs> Sorry, boys. I <laughs> <laughs> Dave's like, what the f? Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sushi chop. <laughs> I get it. I'm hip with the kids. Sushi chop. It's just a. It's a, it's a right, chop. It's like anyway, a, there's a. My number four is Travis finding Madison and Alicia again. That's why I said I was like, turns out I'm a bigger fan of the first three seasons than I thought I was. <laughs> um, there are a lot of really impactful moments in the, in the first three seasons. And this was one that I really enjoyed because the characters are separated. And while with Walking Dead, you always kind of assume like they'll find a way to come back together and it'll happen again. You know, they'll be together again. Or at least that's really your hope. With Fear, it was a different show. You didn't know. Is this it now? Are they... Is Travis gone? Like, we don't know what's going to happen. We all hated Chris at that point. So, like, (laughs) good riddance. (laughs) So, we, like, weren't quite sure. It was shocking to find out that Travis had left his son. Because that was the other thing. He was going after his son. He was making it very clear. I'm leaving because I'm choosing my child in this situation, which is... As much as people probably talk trash about Travis for that decision, it was the right decision. Your child comes first. And especially now that your child only has you. So to all of a sudden see Travis again, you're like, what is going on? So there's that. You're like curious about what happens. And obviously that gets filled in later. and, And that is a really great episode where we find out what happened to Chris. It's heartbreaking, but it's a really great episode. But the yeah, initial mm-hmm. reunification, you're happy and you're relieved in a way, but at the same time, you're kind of like, what else? It, it leaves a what lot of questions. here? What happened? Did he realize Chris was like a total dick? Because we all knew it, but, um, <laughs> right. but it is his kid. So what's going on? Further punctuated by like everything that gets yeah. filled in later, right? So that Plus, moment I, has more I meaning. En- I enjoyed the hotel as a setting too. I thought it gave like a good variety. And so I was like happy that kind of with that whole story arc there. I only say because I haven't watched it. I haven't watched that in those episodes. Shame. Shame. I think you actually shame. might like them. Shame. I just say that all the time though. Shame. 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 Number four, I think should be on everybody's list. Strand's laugh. <laughs> Strand? What preceded that I again? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Can you he, recall? That's that when moment? he found. Yes. That is when Sherry and Dwight show up because he told his men to go out and bring back the dark horses, and they came up on the tower with hoods over their heads and the big reveal, and he sees that it's just Dwight and Sherry, and, and he's, he's like, like, "It's you two. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it's great. It was great. 
He's up there playing f- golf, eating strawberries. He's eating so. strawberries. He's got his little. <laughs> he's got his little phone. Yeah, truly the highlight <laughs> of season seven B seven. Yeah, period. I remember putting in my notes, and I never said this in the episode, but I looked at his caddy, and I'm like, "Is that Clementine?" I was like, I wanted to look really closely because she really resembled Clementine from the Walking Dead game, really? the Telltale game. I don't think I. And I was like, close of attention. let me look at that leg for a minute. Those who know. But Spoilers, Dave. Spoilers. She was a, she, I thought she was kind of a dead ringer. I'm like, huh. Could have been saying. like a little, 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 little thing they threw I in there. I finally brought yeah. it up. Congratulations. Congratulations. later. Yeah, that episode was till death also with the... Uh, that was the same wrestling. as the wrestling. The wrestling. Yeah. wrestling. The wrestling was, episode. Yeah, just, See, it was a good episode. My number four is the San Antonio split. yes i just want to say that it made me jump out of my seat and cheer like a certain part of game of thrones did that bridget has not seen yet it's okay bridget how much can you of that moment can you frame for those who know anything Arya taking out the night king Mm. gotcha Mm -hmm. because she has the dagger you know and then she drops the movement don't do the movement don't do the movement but you know, know. she drops this it's dagger anyway. Too spoilery. That part. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, all right. Come back, ears. Okay. Anyway, so I was this, yelling at Shirley was... because her hand movements were too spoilery. I read, I read your lips. <laughs> I read your lips. I saw you be like, no more hand movements. You didn't Something read the rest of the did you? No, 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 no. Okay. This episode was very very shortly after that happened on game of thrones i legitimately was excited enough that i jumped up out of my seat it was like yes even oh, though it was we know ridiculous. which number that one is for you that moment yes it was silly for real june could run up with the f-ing rifle and shot him herself i mean it's so dumb but it was so funny and so cute and i love the whole episode the whole western theme park again i was coming straight off of westworld so i really loved the western theme and everything that's like the keystone of that episode like you could like everything about that episode it's like oh this is the thing we'll remember it was like you know so tense is he gonna do of course he's gonna do it he's john dwight had the strength to lift the axe up and hold it but he didn't have the strength to push the walker off of him and get up yeah, I mean, come on yeah, it was silly it was your like, blanket depicts them behind you yeah. from mm-hmm. that episode yep exactly right there yep. i heard somebody say i've talked about this on that podcast too but somebody said that it was best that dwight met june and john first because had he met anybody else he likely would have been dead mm-hmm. he's shooting at them or whatever they would have just shot him and be done with it mm-hmm. but june and john are the two that are going to take the time and somebody looking for his wife or missing a loved one who's going right. to understand that better than, than, than john. john and june because what if morgan had just met up with him that would have been very complicated because you know? I mean, he knows it, him it would have been crazy you know or knows so, that was also I, I a very that. good moment that though too. yeah when, when, when we see those two on camera and he's like did you take the 20 was <laughs> <laughs> like the californians <laughs> Did you take the 40? I took the 1 to the 405. It was good when I it was on it. It made me laugh so hard. It was very tense yeah. for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, I would say my, my number four is the entirety of Humbug's Gulch. I love anything so much. I loved so yeah, much up. that they called it back <laughs> from Laura when he said, I work at Humbug's Gulch, and they brought that back in the next season. Mm-hmm. Right. Continuity. Dave, your number three. Going off of that, and this is probably nothing to do with the show itself more than how much I enjoyed discussing everything surrounding Nair Tamid. The 39 Nistarim, that whole concept of the 39 people in the world who keep it running. Mm. 
and you'll never know who they are. And it's just like the idea that these are kind of like these people are them in a sense, our protagonists, all the cultural references surrounding that. And I really just loved how much people were enjoying all that stuff that they may may or may not have known about that I did even more research on than I already knew. It was kind of nice. For those who don't remember, that's the episode you meet Rabbi Kessner, Rabbi Jacob Kessner. And it's the same episode you find out uh, Sarah Benowitz's last name. And uh, I don't know if the last name, but we do find out that she's Jewish too. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of a cool little reveal too. So I had recently started listening to Squawking Dead at that time. What? And oh, thank, oh, I thank you. I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't even really started interacting with y'all yet. I was just listening. One of the things I loved was you explaining all of the Jewish customs and stuff that they talked about. I found that super educational and everybody, you know, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in any gods or anything, but I do enjoy the study and learning how people think what they think, the study of religions. I love our Judaism lessons with David. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I do. I really do. I mean, it was super interesting to me and you explained it in a way that regular people Mm-hmm. could understand it you dumbed it down for us david thank you <laughs> i'm a technician by trade i, I have to dumb down a lot of things so i'm the i'm the mansplainer, the robot mansplainer. Like says all the, he says all the traditional things and then he's like now here's what it really means guys this was, this was before ai chat bot so sorry right, right. Was... we had to we had to feed the the chat gpt more info so it could have actual conversations so, But no, but I think what I liked the most about that was I was only going to get into it a little bit. And people were like, oh, wow. And then not just Rachel. Right. It was just people in the audience were like this. And I was like reacting to it. And I was like, oh, I'll keep going then. And then there's this and this tradition, (laughs) this ties into that. And it 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 was a lot of fun. So I liked that moment. Oh, the thing on top of that was when we were discussing the trailer and who this person might be. And like I yelled out, I think I think that's a yarmulke. I think we're going to meet mm-hmm. our first openly Jewish character. And then we find out there's another one. I remember that trailer breakdown. I remember you saying As much that. as I don't care about that stuff, it's, it was kind of interesting. It was like, okay, we're going here. No, it's, it's exciting it when you see yeah. someone more nice relatable on screen. It's nice to have representation, right? Like, yes. Representation. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I went into that as well. I was kind of like, you know, it's not, it's, it was a good feeling. It's like, I don't, I didn't need it, but I'm glad I got it. That's how I put it then. It's like how I feel when I see a redhead on screen. <laughs> hey, Bridget, she's right there. <laughs> it's Jenny. And a real redhead. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel mm. when I see real redheads. Yeah, there are not many. Yeah. I love that the show incorporates things that we can explore. It's not just things about religion, but you know, they put books in the background that you can look up. They put all these little Easter eggs mm-hmm. here and there and and references to real things. I just, I love that they go through the trouble to include those kinds of things in the show for us, the diehard fans, to discover. <laughs> Maps. <laughs> Maps. <laughs> My number three is arguably an episode, but we'll say when Alicia saves the Cackleberry Kids. I just love all of that. I love everything that has to do with it. I mean, I don't love that she like tried to do it all herself, right? Like I was kind of like, eh. but then when she got there, when she was like actually at the place, at the treehouse, killing all the walkers, like they're busting through the gate and she's like taking them all on. And then she's the blood like, in the mouth thing. At you got to go. Point. To, I mean, we're, yeah, there's, there's, I that, know I don't like it. That happened. Yeah. That's a thing right. that happened. But and then Thomas told us nothing to worry about. 
<laughs> yeah, right, right. Chat. I'm a radiologist by trade. It's fine. It's fine. You can swallow a gallon of blood. You're good. No. Um, <laughs> a gallon of radiation. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. You're good. So that, that's cancer right there. <laughs> <laughs> that moment where Annie's like, no, you need to let us help ourselves as well. And so Annie kind of takes charge and gets all the kids down the rope. And the, it was just a great scene. I just really loved how she saved all the kids. And now they're missing again. Where the f*** are the Cackleberry kids? <laughs> Where Heath is. They're in the Sad. caverns, safe Sad. and sound. They're <laughs> all in purgatory with Sawyer and Kate and Jack and the others. <laughs> Ranger logo. Samuels. Mr. Echo. Oh, Ranger Samuels. <laughs> My number three is Strand and the Cosmonaut. <laughs> Children of Wrath, episode eight of season three. I just love that interaction. I don't know. It sparked something in me that like when we watched the first episode of Fear the Walking Dead, but also the first episode of The Walking Dead, where it's got this horror element to it. And it just kind of makes you really think like, what if this happened? Like, what would you do? That was one of those moments. He's in space. He's dead. How is he going to come back? He's not going to be able to. Even if you were to like crash land, he's going to end up crash landing. So he's dead. There's no food. He's running out of food. It's so slim a chance of survival. It reminds me a lot of Last Man on Earth. I don't know if you guys have watched that show, but I, I show? truly enjoy that with show. With Will Forte? Yeah. Yes, with Will Forte. It's a great show. It's dystopian, which is obviously why I love it, because that's like my jam. Sudeikis is his brother, etc. Yes, yeah. Jason Sudeikis right. is, is Will Forte's brother, and he is an astronaut. And you find out further... Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw. Yes. January Jones... Dang. Yeah, there's great people. It's a it's an nice amazing cast. show. A very funny take on like dystopian future. It was a good break from The Walking Dead. Yes, yeah, universe. it was nice. But it's in the same vein. It's very much like the type of it, like the type of storyline that I really enjoy. It's one of those shows that I really loved the first couple of seasons, but then it got so twisted and weird like all the in intertwining stuff it was like whoa what but the first two seasons were great yeah, man. it does they get really weird but jason sudeikis is is will forte's brother and he's an astronaut and he's on a space station when like the end of the world happens and he does find a way to get back. I don't know. This like is in the same vein for me that that scene. I don't know when they would have come out. Like I think last man on earth that that scene probably came out after that scene on fear the walking dead. Much, yeah. But I like intertwine them in my brain. Now when I think about it, I really enjoyed the interaction, the camaraderie that they found with each other. But again, the reason I included space oddity in the background of that video is because I love that song. That's that's like that's one of my favorite songs. I love Space Oddity. It's a great David Bowie song. But it also reminds me of that scene because he's alone up there. The expanse of space is so startling already. But then to be there alone, right? That's horrific. It's like gravity. I gotta plug my ears for this. Oh my freaking! I'm freaking Rachel out. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I like the idea that it might be connected to the shuttle that fell in, in season nine, Dead. Mm -hmm. right? The, yeah. That's the exactly what I was thinking. 10. Yeah. Did anybody say that at the time? Yeah. Oh, yeah, how yeah, people yeah, okay, That's okay. how I heard it. Okay. I had yeah. no, I had no idea because I didn't watch fear episodes when he were on the boat mm. so that was how i knew about it that's also strand's farewell to abigail which is yeah with the sunglasses and the fires mm -hmm. reflecting off his shades yeah 
Uh, it's a cool scene. Good. Yeah. So something you all don't know about me, apparently, I have a crazy, irrational fear of space. It's and terrifying, <laughs> so I don't blame you. And something else. Flying. Don't ever sort watch of, Gravity. Yeah. Or Interstellar. Star Wars is, is fine because it's like yeah. super fake. But it's like, like anything there. too realistic or like mm-hmm. if I think about it too hard, so like Star I, Trek. Like, I actually start panicking. Because <laughs> so Star Trek's super realistic. Well, I mean, a little bit more <laughs> grounded than space fantasy wizard. Rachel, it's how I feel when um, we used to go to the Museum of Natural Science in the city that I live in when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And there's a whale skeleton there. Uh, that, yeah. And when I see it, still to this day, when I see it, I get really panicky. It's so unnerving to me to know that there are such big things in the world. So, so it's a disorder? real thing. And Silas, yeah. And Silas actually told me Fear. it's called megalophobia. It's scared of big open spaces huge things i mean it can be like a thing or space you're not going to catch me standing next to the grand canyon either because i can't handle that no you know what it is i had that ocean forget about it i think it's sort of the same thing as like my fear of heights where the the enormity of the ground below is just too much but when i went there it is too much and so you're like your brain can't hold on to that that's like driving up here it's it's amazing on the the parkway when you're out and you can look out on these vistas and you can just see all the way off the side of the mountain but rachel i know like you can go to the beach because we went to the beach you didn't go like to the water or anything but right but you were okay at at the beach but like in open water forget like you're not going to get me on a cruise i need to be near land you know that you're not you don't want to that you're not stuck stuck on this boat that could go down at any moment yes i wanted to add one more thing to what you were saying it's like the idea that because it does tie into last man on earth which was it's like you're the safest place you could ever be in like a zombie apocalypse right and yet you're disconnected from people yeah you could talk to them maybe on a radio if your power holds out but it makes you say like I'd rather risk the zombie apocalypse for a chance at being with people. That's the thing. Which is telling for Strand, by the way, as a person who didn't want to so much connect with people. Yeah. He doesn't want to connect with people, but Strand thrives on being around people. That's well, not so he wants them, to connect you know? with any of them. He needs an audience. My number three is Sarah jumping out of the fridge and telling Raleigh off nice. and leave what you go. No, no. Oh, oh. Some fellas will do anything to avoid asking for directions. Lucky for you, we know the way. I've done a lot of bad shit I gotta live with. But the one thing I can't abide with is that I killed Polar Bear for nothing. You, you I can live with. The line is everything. So this episode where Logan gets killed. They take over the oil fields, and John and June are up on the ridge. They snipe the walker that's pushing the donkey wheel that runs the oil. This is where we first meet Jenny. 513. Leave what you don't. And it's semi towards the beginning of the episode because she shows up later at the oil fields. It's really overall a Sarah episode. This is the episode where they rescue Janice at the truck stop. 
and it changes Logan's mind about helping people. And just as he changes his mind about helping people, Jenny's people shoot him in the head. Jenny, Jenny pulls a Martha. <laughs> you were helping people. <laughs> Don't do it. Raleigh stops at a roadblock there in his truck, and there's like a roadblock of like refrigerators in the road. And he walks up to him, and Sarah kicks it open and stands up with the gun in her face. And like, like you said, Rachel, she says some men just won't refuse to ask for directions or something like that. But then when he's like, I'm not telling you anything. And she's like, she shoots the gun. She's like, I've done a lot of bad stuff in my time. She makes a reference to killing Clayton. Mm. She's such not a whimsical character, but we look to her for humor. For her to have such a visceral, explosive outburst like this in such a serious way, man, it was just shocking. And kudos to Mo because like it literally gave me goosebumps when I saw it. We were talking about this earlier. I had just started communicating with Squawking Dead. I messaged Dave and I was like, this is not spoilery, but you have got to watch this <laughs> clip. And I sent him the clip of Sarah. It was just like, whoa, and a whole new dimension to, to the character of Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. She had a similar moment in season four at the top of the hospital roof with Jimbo mm-hmm. Brower. Mm-hmm. Brewer, Brower. Oh, yeah, but that was more... But you got to see that for the first time. She was more herself, though. She was still her her laconic, smart-ass self. That wasn't emotional, just gut punch coming out. Oh, that well, was, she was yeah. she was still mm-hmm. kind of flipping and, you know, still Sarah. But this was different. This was a Sarah we've never really seen before. From the bottom of her soul coming out, it was yeah. great. For hijacking Clayton's thing, being responsible yeah. for his death. Right, mm. right. Dave, you're oh. number two. Madison putting a spoon behind Troy's eye. Ah! <laughs> Yeah, and then also her taking him down with the hammer. Okay. It's just <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it is like a bookend. Mm-hmm. She has him where, right where she wants him. And is a symbolism for like leading him around by the nose. And he's like fascinated by her. And once right, yeah. he sees her strength, according to me, not Rachel, and follows it and wants to see how far this can go. And then at the end of it, she realizes that you're trying to tame the devil in a sense or a hurricane. Let's just say that like a force of nature, somebody that doesn't have the same ballasts in place that most people have to stop themselves from doing something horrible. I feel like those two moments are kind of equal because you get to see that she is really capable. On the other hand, she's only human and you can't tame a hurricane. And it's it's cool like come on where in the universe do you see anything like that in the walking dead universe nowhere and it's never going to happen again maybe on raise the dead because daryl does cool things <laughs> at least maybe. i didn't use a spoon <laughs> <laughs> oh i use a baguette <laughs> behind the eye my number two. Oh, <laughs> john finding june oh that's my number two actually oh. yeah oh need i say more and then he gets shot Laura? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're just thinking the whole time, like, is this going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And then we see Naomi and you're like, oh, okay. So there's like a pretty good chance this will happen. And then you're like, but maybe not because she's kind of crazy. <laughs> And then it does. So I don't know. It's just, it's just. Nice. And then Alicia shoots him. And it's yeah. Immediately <laughs> undercut. <laughs> so that was, Typical. I mean, that was my introduction to Alicia because I watched Laura first. That was the first episode I watched. And then I continued from there <sighs> because I wanted to know what that happened. Bitch. 
right? I wanted to know what happened to this this couple I just watched. I watched the next episode, and at the end, they're reunited, and then Alicia shoots him. And I was like, that was, you know, first impressions and all. It took me a long time to get over that. So people who wonder why I'm not an Alicia fan, there you go. <laughs> Whoops. Hey, kid, your man. Don't start at the beginning. <laughs> shoes were so meaningful. Like, when she stepped out of the... Range Rover and she had the tennis shoes on and you just knew right then that's who it was like oh okay (laughs) my number two is when Nick kills Ennis (laughs) I was gonna gonna lean in that direction but okay yeah the push (laughs) yeah it was the push and the look on his face. Again, I chose moments that like made me feel things. And in that moment, I was just like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> and he just like <laughs> does it in such a brutal way. I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> Were you worried about him at the time, though, too? No. Like what that would mean for him? No. no. To kill Not him at like all. that? I was a little bit. I don't think about emotional ramifications. I'm in the moment. <laughs> The moment was like, yeah, and in the moment, in the, in the moment, he needed he needed some killing. Why were you Randy Savage? <laughs> if you have to ask, you'll never know. One of my favorite moments I actually didn't think about until just now was in, in that episode. They leave Nick and Morgan alone at the at Swatty. Oh my god, that and is a great scene. Like, and he he's just like, keeps knocking try to get away. He just whacks him on the head. Yeah. It's so good. And then he tries to run, he just trips him. It's so good. That was good. And the, the acting really in that, though, because he's like... And then he like tries to run. It's so funny. <laughs> It's just so good. It's good. For the audio podcast, he makes a feint. And Nick tries to feint Morgan, but Morgan can't be fainted. He fakes right. (laughs) It's so good. He's at the 10-yard line. Oh, tripped up at the five. I don't know who made the decision, but it was like the most strand thing ever when they go to cut their ropes off because they're going to split up morgan and nick are going to stay there and the other's going to go get the winch to pull the mm-hmm. thing out right they're tied up lucy and alicia and strand are tied up on the ground and when they go to cut the bonds they reach down to cut them but strand is like and sticks his arm out <laughs> like here you go like and it's just the most grand thing ever and I don't. I wonder who made that decision. Was it the director? Was it was it Coleman? Because probably Coleman. It was just. It was just. It was great. It's one of those little moments. I those little moments I love where actors do things or whoever. Yeah, they do things that just make the character stand out. My number two is June kills Virginia. Mm. It was very cathartic two. for someone who that was way higher up. <laughs> That's good. I was heartbroken after John. John and June are literally the reason I'm in this world. When John died, it was devastating. But Jenna told me to just... <laughs> she told me to believe in June, basically. Which is where we got our hashtag. It sparked a movement. It did. It did. I was ecstatic when it happened. Do it, June. Also, I wanted June to kind of break bad. Just kind of be the bad guy. Be the Kim Wexler of this story. She didn't, of course. But anyway, I I was like, yes, she's breaking bad. Remember the watch party, Rachel? It popped up in my memories the other day, a (laughs) screenshot of all of us reacting to it. I remember you guys were like, Sheridan's smiling, so something good must happen. (laughs) This episode, because I was grinning the whole way through the rewatch, I was like... (laughs) 
This was also the episode with with the lineup, which uh, Rachel encapsulated beautifully in her painting. Which I now have to show. <sighs> Great, Charity. <laughs> it is Look good, it. though. It's you my s- phone case now. Oh, yeah. And you oh. sold that original, too, right? During the charity auction? I think I one think. of these two ladies get it. I get won it. the original. Oh. Yeah. I got so, Elton. Yeah. yeah. Favorite. Yes. No loss. Oof. Oh, no. I, I, yeah, I, was, I was super happy about it. All those paintings are still currently in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway to the post office. <laughs> wow. Well, don't bring them to the post office because you're going to see us in a well, month. You'll have your mom. Yes. Yours, have your mom bring them yes, down. Yes. But there are others. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. After being so heartbroken... It was something to lift me up as a June and John fan. And to see June be badass and walk out, just be like, peace out. I'll see you later. To hell with your every, all life is precious. Bye. <laughs> Excuse me? I feel like I'm being attacked right she now. She said sit on it, Morgan. And she subsequently Dave. Still doesn't have the effect you think it does. Sit on it. <laughs> what is the it? <laughs> What is it? He said, what is it? Isn't that a song? (laughs) Yeah, it's Faith No More. I keep, I did, funky motherfucker. That's, I don't know if I can say that. And then, it's it. What is it? Okay, so my number one, Alaska. And first of all, I loved covering that episode beginning to end. We're doing it was, moments. It was such <laughs> this well, freaking I'm guy in this freaking episode. Jeez, please. Who invited this dude? <laughs> I, you know, you guys told me to come on. <laughs> and so loving breaking down that episode with you guys, picking out all the cool little things along the way. And seeing this relationship develop between Dwight and Owl. And Owl. An owl. Yeah. An owl. 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 I want to say another moment watching Morgan and Dwight talk at the pool. There was some really good dialogue there in one of the later episodes where they fake their death so that they can get away from... From Ginny, yeah. From, right, from Ginny. But then I want to go back to... Alaska. And at the end of the episode, more than anything else, that whole end scene where Al and Isabel have that one little tiny conversation where she's desperately trying to get to her. Mm. Then the sip bro and, and all that. Mm. And there's just so much that comes out of that particular moment. And then, of course, you have that payoff at the end. It's White and Sherry. They find each mm-hmm. other. But mm-hmm. it's knowing that had they not done all of that, they may not have reunited too. One lover's loss is another one's gain. That's why I brought up the whole episode, because it leads into why that moment with Alan Isabel, whom I even argued, if that wasn't Isabel, it didn't really sound like her, but it was her. Okay. I conceded it finally <laughs> a few years later. I love the Cipro callback to season yeah. four, which we talked about in, in the podcast. But, yep. but you weren't on the podcast at the time. <laughs> it's 412 Week, which was directed by Coleman Domingo. Mm-hmm. It's when Al and June are on their own after the hurricane and they are trying to get back to Morgan's group. They run out of fuel and a guy steals Swatty. His name is Quinn. The June doppelganger ish. Al is sick. And so June goes to find Swatty because Al tells her that there's antibiotics in there. And so she keeps asking this guy where the Cipro is. So later on when they communicate again, he calls her Cipro. Which right, is this, this right. a cute little tie back to it. But I just love that moment because the callbacks, the little details, the license plate, the, beer, the sorry, license. Oh, the yeah, the, more, in the, in the, the fueler beer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it all leads up to this moment. And then Alan 
Dwight being like this brother sister kind of thing. It's an episode where people just really come together, even though one of them is far apart. It's like, you're so close, I can touch you, but I'm glad to know that you're out there. Most of my picks have to do with us and how I love being with you guys when we break these episodes down. It means a lot to me. So I can have a bias. So sappy. Well, I wasn't there for any of these. For a robot. Thanks. (laughs) That's what makes them stand out to you, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, really. It does. Personal connection. My number one is many moments. Everything that Sarah says. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now we have to do a gun to your head moment because... If you had to pick one Sarahism, what sure. would it be? No, absolutely. So, okay, let me start here and then end there. Yeah. I love everything that Sarah says. Sharon D did cover a lot of this when she talked about her last one, but Sarah not only brings comedy to the screen, but Mo herself is such an incredible actress that she can make us laugh and she can make us cry all in the same episode. And I appreciate her so much for being able to do that. I don't think anyone could have played this character as perfectly as Mo does. I'm going to kind of dogpile on what Sharon D already said. The way Mo delivers that line when she's got that gun to Raleigh's head, it wasn't just what she said, but how Mo said it that gave me the chills that I got watching that episode and the emotion that it invokes while watching it. You can really tell that Sarah is the kind of person that masks a lot of pain with her humor. And I can definitely relate to that. She's funny because she hides a lot of her feelings. And in that moment, she wasn't hiding anything. She was letting it all out. She truly felt horrible for what she did to Clayton. And it was because she had wrong information, basically. She thought she was doing a thing and it ended up being wrong. And that is definitely a top moment for me, but also in Barrier Next to Jasper's Leg. She says one word. It's going to get me right now. When her and Wendell are reunited and her and June and Luciana are in the back of that truck and June is telling Sarah that she has plans for this hospital and this is what she told Ginny she wanted to do. And she said, and, and there's one other thing too. You know, basically she's like, Ginny had to return someone that should have been with us the whole time. And the van pulls up and the door opens up and the window's sitting there. And then Sarah's like, oh, and like, oh my God, just, it was just so perfectly, beautifully done. All she says is when, I mean, there's so much emotion. She's choked up as she's saying it and she's excited and she's sad. I mean, just a thousand emotions all at once. And Mo captured it perfectly. I'm I'm not going to say any more because I'm going to touch on this later in the week. wants to go to bed, basically. (laughs) I mean, in real life, she loves chill like a brother. That excited to see chill again. Yeah. Which makes Breathe With Me such a powerful episode because she couldn't Mm -hmm. be reunited and she had to stand on her own. What you were saying about anybody else playing her, I think it was when we had our interview with her, she was saying that when the producers and the showrunners called her in, they Mm -hmm. basically told her that they wanted her to be the character that she was in 40-Year-Old Virgin, Gina. This was kind of made for for her. her. Not tailor-made, but this was made for her to play. I love Sarah. I love Mo. (laughs) (laughs) I love this show. (laughs) I do. Mo and Alex. Yeah. My number one is the opening scene to the very first episode. (laughs) Dang. Go figure. (laughs) The title sequence? No, (laughs) The sting. (laughs) I have to say, I struggle with rewatching the first couple seasons simply because the sting is so loud. Anxiety. Nine Inch Nails produced. Like, you're just watching at a normal volume, and then all of a sudden it's like, (laughs) 
you're like, what? <laughs> this is what's trying to show. What is this? Do you know they got they got fined for that because it was imitating a. They got fined for a lot of things on this show, on these shows. So somebody was doing like a, a radio show or something, and it was playing in the background, and the eh, eh, it was so loud that it was mistaken for like a. a they were like emergency were broadcast. Mistake it for an emergency signal. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Interesting. So like by the government. Interesting. <laughs> or like warning sirens. We have warning sirens that go off in town. By the way, they, I think that's why they sort of changed it, the tone of it. I think in later seasons, if not mistaken, it wasn't as jarring. It's so jarring. But then they finally got anyway, rid of it. Anyway, that's not my favorite part. So, um, anyway, sorry. So, talking about Chew the Screen, Ginny. My anyway, favorite sorry. part is the opening, the opening sequence with Nick and Glow. Gloria. We come to find out later this is a bad news girlfriend that Nick has, who is also a drug addict. They are in an abandoned church doing heroin. Nick falls asleep reading and wakes up and Glow is gone and he goes downstairs and she is eating someone's face. It's awesome and it's disgusting (laughs) and I loved every second of it. It was so unusual because you're like, oh, okay, like it started while he was passed out. Like, this is it. And he steps out and it's like nothing else has happened. Right. The world is just going on as normal and does for several days after that. I don't know. It's a really cool juxtaposition of like his entire world is turned upside down. But also he's like, maybe I'm just insane. (laughs) (laughs) That's a horror moment. That's why I'm like, yeah, that's for me. This reminds me of when that K2 crocodile variation of, of weed was mm-hmm. was out there mm-hmm. and people were eating bath salts bath that salts, whole time yep. mm. and it was after that i know that that fiasco happened after that but just to have that soon after the premiere for fear the walking dead the series premiere was kind of like haunting because it's so isolated you have buildings where this is being done and you have dens and these isolated pockets of people eating other people's faces and stuff like in similar behavior. And so to kind of go back to that scene, it's kind of like, and then he runs out and nobody, everybody's like, who is this crazy person leaving this isolated world? When I love that he doesn't, he refuses to tell anyone what he saw. Yeah. I just was going for a walk. I was just going for a walk. When everyone's right, like, what you if it was were, like a drug you interaction? running, you were running away <laughs> from something. What were you running away from? No, no, no. I was just going for I was just going for a walk. He doesn't even want to talk about the fact that like, this is someone he knew and we don't really touch on that a ton in the show, which is disappointing to me because obviously he's got to work through that. But this was his girlfriend (laughs) and he woke up to find her eating someone's face. (laughs) What the But Mm. he was also on a lot of drugs, so he could have been like, holy I'm on a lot of drugs. This is really messing with my head. This is how far I've gone down too they got a bad batch from walter white is what happened <laughs> damn that you walter stuff. good framing bridget i like that the most thanks my number one we've been giving dave <laughs> all night about episodes but damn I'm it cheat a little bit. <laughs> my favorite moment is the entirety of of laura of course <laughs> it is. i knew it if i had to narrow it down and gun, gun to my head and narrow it down it's the canoe scene Oh, okay. And uh, so... <laughs> that was like the whole ray of sunshine thing. It doesn't take a whole day. No, it's, I, it's the I started watching this because I found out Jenna Elfman was in it and I've always liked her. So I didn't really want to watch like the, the whole show. I just wanted to watch her in it a little bit. So I looked up her character name on the show and what I got was Laura. 
So I looked up the list of episodes and there, there's an episode named Laura. So I like, let me watch this one first. So I start watching it and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But then they get to the canoe scene and the way they shoot it and the colors and it's just beautiful. It made me take notice. I've always said the cinematography on the show is fantastic. Whatever else you can say about it. Then they went to Bill's store and I got really embroiled in the story more. But it was that first moment when they're in the canoe, the way they shoot the canoe coming across the screen. And it's the muted greens and the browns and the oranges and the the way they're talking. It's just beautiful. Visual storytelling. Because it wasn't character centered as much. It was more visual storytelling surrounding them i was paying attention to the characters and like oh there's jenna that's awesome you know this is cool oh that scene where they're going under the bridge the big trees growing out of the side and it's almost like rainbow colored muted rainbow colors on the trees it's just beautiful man Mm. there's another scene later on that also grabbed me when i was watching the rest of the series when john and strand are stranded on the island there's an overhead shot where they show swatty driving across the water the twin wake behind it as it drives across the water is just beautiful like what a beautiful shot they came up with so super super kudos to the cinematography team on fear because you guys knock it out of the park adam sushitsky every time yeah every time in itself laura is a great episode not just the cinematography the bottle episode you could just watch this episode as a movie it's standalone I, I, right? I feel like that needs to be. We did applause. it. Wait, that's all of them? Right, wow. We did that's it. Nice. Well, I mean, it took two hours, so. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> go on to- hey, guys, do you disagree with any of us? Do you? Well, do you agree? Well, listen, you could do it in the comments. You could do it online. But how about you do it at ratethispodcast.com slash Dead? You could leave five stars in an eggplant. Tell us your top seven best fear moments moments or episodes or whatever the hell you want just tell us after every episode moments <laughs> or episodes <laughs> but tell us after every episode momentisodes <laughs> naomi lord junisodes margisodes margison anyway and if you really like what we're doing if you want to be more involved in what we do think about following us on either ko-fi.com slash dead or patreon.com slash dead it costs nothing It tells you when we plan on recording episodes for you to join us for free. It's the only way you're going to be able to join us because we don't post our schedules on social media. But if you're inclined to want to support us, you can tip us at Ko-fi for 30 days of supported back content. Or you can join a membership tier on either Patreon or Ko-fi for as little as a dollar, have Discord access, get the unedited episode recordings, and a whole host of other perks in the Ko-fi shop, as well as so much more. And Whispers and Survivors tiers get their shout outs at the end of these episodes always, as well as 50% (laughs) off in the merch store. And... The ability to join us in our Jackbox games and for the Survivors tier, remember the top tier, the ability to join us in these episode breakdowns. So think about that one for a little while. I've been your host, David Cameo. We are joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Bird, Sharon D, aka Blazy Gardner, and Bridget, ko-fi.com slash punkybrewster. That's P-O-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we are looking forward to seeing you at the camp, but also seeing you in the next episode because we love yes. you. We're just looking forward to going to bed. Good night, (laughs) everybody. Bye. Bye. And for the unedited people, you can watch them sleep. (laughs) That costs extra. Okay, bye for real.
Thank you for joining us on our walk down memory lane, covering our favorite moments of Fear the Walking Dead, as well as our favorite moments covering our favorite moments of Fear the Walking Dead on Squawking Dead. And as always, as I mentioned, we like to thank our Survivors and Whispers tier members for supporting us. They really help us bring these wonderful episodes to you. Starting with the Survivors tiers, we have at Real Ryan GM on X, at Eliza Jones 71 on Instagram, or at Jones AG6 on X, as well as Catch Her Podcast, Relishing the Dead, on all streaming channels, as well as her Facebook group. And on to our Whispers tier members. We've got at Judith.Morton on Instagram, Aiden Atkin, you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Aiden Atkin at Tyler Philip Cox on both Instagram and X at Sandy.D.Morrison at Lois.Martin.54 and at Kim.Rowley1 the number one on Facebook I found them Rick G on X and last but certainly not least Takira who you can find on ko-fi.com slash Connie Dixon for life that's Connie Dixon the number four L-Y-F-E I hope you enjoyed our favorite moments of Fear the Walking Dead and like like I said at the beginning of the podcast, tell us what yours are in a podcast rating at ratethispodcast.com slash squawking dead. We'd really like to know. Take care, everybody. And until next time, we are squawking dead.